Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 24th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, doing a phenomenal job. Institute.org as well. And we talked about this in uh, great question. Why did Rand Paul delay Washington's $40 billion Ukraine giveaway. He wanted transparency and accountability, ladies and gentlemen. Mitch McConnell got mad at Rand Paul, but Rand Paul was spot on right. He spoke up regarding... We're having a little bit of technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for your patience. Don't know why, but there you have it. What do you expect, right? Uh, anyway, so uh, Rand Paul wanted transparency and accountability. He really wanted to get to the bottom of what was going on. And uh, Mitch McConnell mocked him for it. Everybody kind of said, oh, my gosh, this guy's just using this filibuster. All Rand said was, hey, let's, let's make accountability here. We've wasted a lot of money in the Ukraine. We're spending a lot of money that we simply do not have. Let's create accountability. Important, ladies and gentlemen, to understand. Okay, Why would we give a U.S. war guarantee to Finland, writes Pat Buchanan. Great question. Why would we give a war guarantee to Finland? Why all these small countries are we giving these guarantees for? Putting them into NATO, which means we're forced to fight for them with these, quote, universal causes, etc., etc. Why? Pat Buchanan wisely refers to George Washington's farewell address in where he warned his countrymen against foreign entanglements, right? Against, quote, permanent alliances. This is really something we need to pay attention to today when we're in over 130 nations, militarily speaking. Okay? Why would we, or anyone, why would a patriot of the United States go to war on behalf of another country, not their own? It's a fair question. Why would America surrender our defenses, our freedom of action, deciding whether to fight a nuclear war against Russia or not, based on an international group breaching our sovereignty and our self-determination as a nation? NATO, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, was formed in 1949. It's a military alliance, ladies and gentlemen, something our founders warned us to stay away from. It began with the U.S., Canada, and 10 European nations in the beginning. It ended the Cold War with 16. Now it's 30. Why, even after the Cold War ending, are we still expanding NATO is the question. We also talked about baby formula shortage, Gary D. Barnett with an incredible article, and he highlights the fact that the best baby formula is mother's milk, and why are so many mothers not nursing their children anymore? 
Yes, we understand sometimes there's a legitimacy and a need and an understanding, but for the most part, we've created formula nation. And now we're so dependent on it, we don't know what to do. And then American government leaders send the formula to the illegal aliens, denying the American citizens accessibility. The government created the formula shortage in the first place. The question becomes, how many planned scams and atrocities have to take place in full view in order for Americans to actually do something about it, to stop it, to wake up to it and go hold on what's going on? I don't know, but Americans seem to be asleep at the wheel. I'll tell you that right now. Two years ago, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but June 19th, 2020, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and other billionaires created their own breast milk company. Did you know that? Yeah. It's a, what do you call it, a formula company? They're going to produce baby formula from, listen, cultured human memory epithelial, whatever the heck that is. Now, the interesting thing is when Bill Gates and all these guys create their own formula company just two years ago, how would they know there'd be a shortage? Oh, boy, how neat isn't that? The shortage happens, and they've just got a company queued up to fill in the gap there to create fake formula. The question becomes, what will this baby formula crisis turn into? It was, it's a scam. It was purposely created, ladies and gentlemen, to advance other agendas. Is there a shortage of baby formula in other countries? I would ask. It reminds me of the gas shortages of the 70s. A big old absolute lie. Ladies and gentlemen, you also have the distinct possibility that Bill Gates and his cronies, they're all eugenicists. Okay, Gates and his so-called scientists are probably lacing their new, quote, formula with gene therapies designed to inoculate the newborn population in a way that might uh, weakens or disables their immune systems, making them forever dependent on big pharma. Yeah, what do you think of that? I don't know. You can say that's conspiracy theory. You can say what you want. But the problem is everything they've set up to do we think is a conspiracy theory. We think is over the top. Then we get to the point where we realize it's reality, and then everybody's shocked, and then they go, well, yeah, of course we are doing that. But that's when it's too late to prosecute or do anything to anybody, right? Nashville, Tennessee report from Lowell Nelson. He talked about Dolly Parton was married in 1966, and she's still married to the same man. Wow, that's rare in show business. Good for her. Second hour, we talked to Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation, all available at freedomsrisingsun.com, weekly webinars on the Constitution and a whole lot more. And we talked about Biden, quote, everybody should be concerned about monkeypox. Public health officials believe that cases will increase. They say it's spreading and there's no known cure. Is this the next pandemic they got going on? Monkeypox? Man, it's interesting. The eugenicists have always wanted to create a master race and then a monkey race. I don't know where this goes, but there you have it. We also talked about the World Economic Forum is pleased to announce that it will hold its, quote, annual meeting 2022 in Switzerland, in Davos, if you will, from Sunday the 22nd to Thursday the 26th. They call their plan working together. 
And uh, so the small sea town high in the Swiss Alps have snipers on the roofs for security while they drink wine and champagne inside beneath. For the past half century, Klaus Schwab and others have put together the virtues of this, quote, interconnected world controlled by them. And there's three main things on the table for Davos, just so you know. Climate change, Russia-Ukraine war, and cryptocurrencies. Now, if they can go ahead and control the climate, if they can go ahead and control the currency, then they can, of course, force you into an undeclared immoral war. Boy, howdy. Can they turn slaves into us all? Or turn us all into slaves? Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. And that's a recap of yesterday's show. Sorry to be so long-winded on it. A little bit of technical difficulties mixed with uh, <laughs> commentary makes it a little rough to, to navigate. But thanks for your patience. And all kinds of things are coming up in the show. Got Sheriff Mack with us first hour as well. And then we join a couple of sheriffs second hour for the simulcast of radio and TV. It's all happening in seconds on your radio. And best of all, we got a press release we're releasing today. we got the sheriff's posse today. Man, we got a full day of things going on, I'll tell you what. And it all starts right here on Liberty Roundtable Live as we introduce Sheriff Richard Mack. Welcome back, sir. Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning, at least in Florida it is. Yeah, it's warmer in Florida than it is in Utah. I'll tell you what, it's 43 degrees outside for me. It's not too warm. Oh, for heaven's sake. And Lucy didn't even tell me that. Well, I I will tell you, I've learned something here. Um, What is it for you, 86? (laughs) Yeah, the high will be more than that today. Um, a little bit, uh, if I remember right, but um, I can go I can go golfing like at four four thirty in the evening every day in Arizona, and sometimes I last the full eighteen uh, holes, and it's still really hot at that time of day. There's no way I could last a half hour in Florida weather. It's the humidity is just too brutal. Uh, I like Florida. I like being here. I like the palm trees, uh, but I don't think I could live here. One, I don't do hurricanes, uh, and sometimes they even get tornadoes, I, I think they said, but maybe those are just semi-hurricanes. I don't know. But anyway, um, I, I, I really – I've been to all 50 states, and there's only a few states I could actually live in. Um, and you know, as you know, as much as I love Hawaii, I don't think I could live in Hawaii either. But uh, and uh, I could live in parts of New York, but not New York City, uh, no way. And the cold, my wife couldn't live in the Minnesotas and North Dakotas and Wisconsins and Michigans. There's no way she she can't handle even the cold. North and South Dakota freezing cold. Yeah, just too much cold there and. Uh, you know, we did Utah, but Utah does not get as cold as those Midwest states. No, not even close. No, not even close. So, all right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman of the Good Sheriff, Richard Mack on your radio. A lot of hard hitting talk straight ahead. Stay with us. Uh, I don't even know what to say. There's so much cool stuff happening. We'll tell you all about it in seconds.
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8.44, gave the left evil, spiritual power, the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now, the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13.2 The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hope my equipment holds up this time. Uh, there you go. Sheriff Mack with us. We're talking about a beautiful day. We're talking about living in places. What states could you live in, Sheriff? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Utah. Uh, Arizona, uh, maybe parts of Texas. You'd know I, I lived 20 months in Fredericksburg, and both my wife and I really like that. We've been to Kentucky a few times, and my wife really liked Louisville, but I think that gets too humid, uh, so I don't think that would be high on our list, even though it was, we liked Louisville or Louisville. Um, I could live in California if it wasn't for the uh, politics and the crowded freeways. No so way. That's, that's a, Not only is and, it the politics, is way too expensive. Uh, well, that, yeah, that's part of the politics uh, because they're just, uh, I mean, everybody there is a socialist dictator uh, that's in government, and I, I cannot handle those people. Um, they're, they're out of control. It's like a junior Washington, D.C. corruption all throughout the entire state. And uh, so, no, um, there, there's a couple of places in Nevada we could uh, live. Um, and then once you go northwest, it's uh, a little bit too cold. Uh, there's some parts of Idaho I really like. Uh, but, I, again, it can't be the too cold area but because uh, the wife would definitely balk. And I'm telling you, though, I did say this to the candidate for governor in Oklahoma, 
Mark Sher- Dr. Mark Sherwood, who I'm totally backing. And it would be a miracle for him to win, but it would uh, I believe in miracles. And if the people in Oklahoma really want uh, a, a governor who will restore state sovereignty and federalism and stand against uh, oppression from all government, from all angles, doesn't matter what side of the aisle, uh, I, would, I will move there. Uh, and I have moved for liberty a few times. Uh, originally, when I moved back uh, from Utah to back to Arizona to run for sheriff, that was a move for liberty. Uh, and then I moved to New Mexico and also to um, uh, Texas uh, just for liberty. The Patriots of Gillespie County uh, actually hired me to move there and start a national organization, and that's when the uh, CSPOA was born uh, and founded. And uh, so uh, I have done it before, and I'll do it again, and I have given him my commitment that I would move to Oklahoma. I hope and pray that we're moving to Oklahoma soon. Uh, But, you know, that remains to be seen. I I do not believe that if you look at the polls, I do not believe he has a chance to win. But, boy, he is a good man. He's very qualified, a former peace officer, um, a a very successful businessman with his wife, uh, and and just a, a good, solid constitutionalist and patriot and uh, a, a current founding father and i pray that he wins uh and uh, we'll see we'll see if i move there you have it ladies and gentlemen but i'll tell you what <clears throat> there's only a few states i could move to the problem that i have with texas i think it's a wonderful state uh, I, I just think that when they have their own power grid off the system and they're on the mexico border That concerns me greatly. When you watch what's really going on on that border, folks, it is gnarly crazy. That plus then they're on their own grid, which means, hey, they can have power outages a lot easier than other places. And when they do, as you've seen as a couple of years ago, a little teeny ice storm had a meltdown power-wise, and people were literally down for weeks and things like that. That's of great concern. The border's of great concern. Uh, I don't think that I could live anywhere east of the Mississippi. Uh, the South is wonderful in many, many, many ways, but it's too humid, too prone to hurricanes and tornadoes. Uh, and the Northeast is just crazy, expensive, liberal, whacked out, nuts on parade. The central north part of the country is wonderful, but it's way, 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 way too cold. South Dakota's yeah. excellent, by the way, but it's too cold, and it's very hard to travel. If you want to travel around the country, there's not a lot of great airports to get to. Travel is kind of a problem. That's the same issue that I have with, like, the Northwest a uh, portion of Idaho and, and eastern Oregon and eastern Washington, nice places, but too far from any good airports. Um, the West Coast, all the way down, liberal as all get out. New Mexico, in my opinion, is kind of a vigilante state to a great degree. Arizona's way too hot. I'm just telling you right now, wow. <laughs> uh, and so to me, it's only Utah, Idaho, Wyoming are really the only three states I would consider. Uh, Wyoming, quite cold, though, even colder than some of the eastern parts of Idaho. Uh, so to me, it's a Utah or Idaho discussion. Nevada's fine, but it's a gaming state, and it's way too hot. If you get north Idaho, or I'm sorry, north Nevada, um, again, you're far from any airports. You might as well be in Utah and or uh, Idaho because you can get to the airports a lot easier. So when you think about strategic travel, when you think about weather, you avoid the extremes of the hot, the extremes of the cold. you got to take some seasonality. 
uh, unless you're on one of the coasts for the most part. You know, I would only consider really Utah or Idaho, believe it or not. I just think the other states have are wonderful but have too many drawbacks, Sheriff. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, I would say, though, you could pr- uh, that you would survive just fine. The weather is very similar to Provo in Flagstaff and some of the smaller towns around Flagstaff. But Flagstaff's not very big. I mean, it, when you consider the big towns in Arizona, it's not even close to Phoenix or Tucson. So, I, you know, I could handle Sedona, which is a, a cooler area, except it's just getting too many tourists, and it's really hard to drive around there because of all the tourists. And um, uh, they, they've got to do something about the traffic just from all the tourists in, in Sedona. It's a beautiful area, nice weather. And uh, so Flagstaff, yeah, I could live there, but um, – I'm fine where I'm at right now. I just need to be close to an airport, and that's why I'm in uh, good old Florida. I think I'm in Lakeland. Yeah, I'm Lakeland, near, kind of between Tampa and uh, Orlando. Yeah, so. and, and that's, you know, Flagstaff's a wonderful place as well. Part of the reason that I wouldn't go there again is it's very hard to get to an airport, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you know the interesting thing about Arizona, we were talking about this with Kurt Lanius, who you know very well. Uh, he's here with me at this event. And uh, I said, there's something very unique about Arizona. One, you can golf all year long. Uh, it gets a little bit hot in some of that, but I've done it lots of times and usually come out just fine. Sometimes I'll leave at the 14th or 15th hole if I'm extra tired or hot. But I've made it all the way 18 holes lots of time in 110-degree weather. Uh, but n- another thing that's very unique about Arizona, you can go snow skiing and water skiing the same day, literally same day. So, yeah, you can do that I'm a lot in Utah too. If you're down near St. George, you can go up to Brian head and go skiing. You can go down to St. George and, and, uh, yeah. go golfing, you know, in Utah, yeah. you can do that too. And a lot of days, right. even believe it or not, even in the middle of the winter in Utah, a lot of times there's not snow on the ground. It might be 45 degrees outside, but on a beautiful sunny day, that's shirt sleeve weather. And instead of hiking around and about dying from the heat stroke while you're golfing, even with a golf cart or hiking the golf course, uh, you're in pretty mm-hmm. good shape because it's cool and it's not humid. And it's yeah. really pleasant when the sun's out, even in the winter a lot of times. So Utah's a different kind of cold than, say, the northeast cold and or the um, you know upper, uh, what do you call that? Midwest, upper Midwest, I guess is the way you say it. Um, but if I, if I were to, if I were to just pick, and I've told you this before, but I'll announce this publicly. If I was just to pick a place where just Don and I, my wife and I, just wanted to live and kind of be mostly retired or semi-retired, and we wanted to be with family and just closer to family, I would live six months in Arizona and six months in Utah, and which would be Utah County, somewhere closer to Lucy and her family. Um, that's, that's what we would do. That's what, that would be my ideal. Just being selfish and, and, and personal, uh, not taking into consideration, uh, freedom or anything else. Just, just looking where I would want to be in my later years and closer to family. That is what I would do. All right. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) will you vote for Mark Sherwood? In Oklahoma, man, all you all you Oklahomans, you you really need to look at this is the key issue here. Maryland and Oklahoma, maybe a few other states as well, 
there are people there that are total, complete, freedom-oriented candidates that totally understand the Founding Fathers, America's Foundation, and American idealism. And that would be our very own Michael Anthony Peruca, who is running for Attorney General in Maryland. Maryland voters now have a wonderful opportunity, well, not taking into consideration voter fraud, they can let him, and Oklahoma can elect another one just like him, Dr. Mark Sherwood, as governor of Oklahoma. Ladies and gentlemen, vote for Mark Sherwood if you're in Oklahoma. Here's the question. Would you move your family for liberty? What states would you be willing to live in? Liberty Roundtable Live in Seconds with Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The school district of Philadelphia announced it's returning to a mask mandate for all students and staff within the district, citing an increase in COVID-19 cases throughout the city. Students and staff will now be required to follow the district's mask policy, which began on Monday, according to a district-wide announcement. The leaders of the United States, Japan, Australia, and India are meeting in Tokyo for a second in-person summit of the Indo-Pacific Quad Grouping. At Tuesday's meeting, leaders are discussing climate change, technology, maritime surveillance, as well as the fallout from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It should be noted, India, which has close ties with Russia, has yet to condemn Moscow's invasion. Two Iranian military pilots died after their F-7 fighter jet crashed on Tuesday near Anorak in the central part of the country. Iran has a poor air safety record. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. Workers in one division of Activision Blizzard, the major video company behind popular franchises such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and Candy Crush, have voted to join the Communication Workers of American Union. The employees unionizing are 28 quality assurance testers at Raven Software. Bad behavior at the Southern Baptist Convention over the decades are being revealed. An independent report is outlining the mishandling of sex abuse allegations within the Southern Baptist Convention. The Guidepost report says survivors of abuse by clergy repeatedly shared allegations with the SBC's executive committee, only to be met with resistance, stonewalling, and outright hostility from some on the committee time and time again. One of those survivors, Anne Marie Miller, told PBS NewsHour that the report's findings isn't a shock to her. I'm so glad that tangible stuff have finally occurred after decades of this, but reading the report 
um, unfortunately, nothing was really a surprise. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack. So we're just finishing this conversation. Would you move for Liberty? What states would you consider living in? Uh, really with Liberty in mind as well. And Sheriff, you kind of mentioned the best scenario for you personally in a retirement scenario uh, would be to live in Utah half the year and live in Arizona the other half the year. So you'd kind of go south for the winter like a snowbird. Uh, and then you'd come back and enjoy the wonderful summers and avoid the heat and avoid the cold, and then it'd just be perfect. I get that. I'd love to do something like that as well. I'm personally looking at uh, a southeast Idaho uh, where it's really cold in the winter, but, man, the summers are just beautiful. They're not hot. The evenings are cool. Uh, you know, fire and that kind of stuff in the evenings and not hot in the day and then go somewhere. I, the problem is I don't know where to go uh, in the winter is the problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Arizona's too far, and it's on the Mexican border. Yeah, I, I've got a problem with these border states, Sarah. Yeah, I, I I understand all of that, but the bottom line is, even the places where I said I would never live, like California, I would still move to any of those for freedom. Uh, like, say the Jefferson State uh, actually happened, and and it became the fifty first state up in Northern California, I would consider moving there if it, like their intention is to make it a completely constitutional and free state. But I absolutely do not believe that it's possible because the state legislature would have to approve that and all the crooks in the California state legislature are never going to okay Yeah, they're that. never going to let the slaves go, are they, Sheriff? No, of course no, not. No, sir. No, they're not going to let one acre go to anything to do with freedom. Not no. only that, not only one acre, but they're not going to let one tax paying person leave there neither and give some money to somebody subject. else. There, a tax paying here. subject. That's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I don't know the best places to go. I think Utah and Idaho overall, if you weigh everything else, I think Utah and Idaho are probably the best places to go. I think Idaho is one of the best the problem Location. with Idaho is my favorite portion is is northwest of Boise, uh, up in like the Kamii area where Bogrites and others went. It's the banana yeah. belt there. Land's inexpensive. It's way out in the country. Again, the problem, though, is it's very hard to get to an airport. By the time you get to, say, Spokane uh, and or Boise airports, those are just regional kind of airports. You've got to get to Salt Lake or whatever as a hop or to Vegas or somewhere else just to even fly anywhere. And so they're so yeah. far removed. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Chuck Baldwin true. called it the American readout. He's in Montana. But they're so far removed that it just it probably triples the, pli- uh, the price of flying anywhere on any consistent basis. I mean, you might get a good deal here or there, but for the most part, you're, you're shut down from travel, really, um, for the most part. Yeah, the, the, and you, like I talked about the semi-retiring and what I'd like to do, but I would love to move any place where freedom would be enforced and the song for everybody who lived there, I would do that in a heartbeat. I don't care what state, uh, I don't care how cold, how hot, I would move any place where the principles of liberty would be uh, respected by all people, all sides, all political persuasions. All and the I time. Don't care. 
Yes, yes. And I, and I don't care uh, what race you are or what religion you are. If you want to live there in peace and harmony uh, and liberty, you can't have peace and harmony without liberty. You want to be there and have a liberty county, uh, I'm with you all the way. I will defend your liberty uh, and uh, and expect that everybody would do the same for me. I believe to a great degree Idaho is probably the most conservative state in the union. And the reason I say that is there's a lot of great conservative places, Sheriff, and this is one thing to mm-hmm. really consider. You know, Texas, for example, is a very conservative state, except for the big cities derail it. You take a Houston, an Austin, a Dallas. Dallas. Uh, yeah. Okay, and, and you've literally okay. just made, even though the, the, the majority of the state from a um, – I don't know what you want to say. Size point of view is very conservative, but the mass yeah. population in those big cities just absolutely skew it, contrary to I believe the state's core values. Well, the same thing with a yeah. lot of these other states too. Florida is very similar. We've got a great governor in Florida, so it seems conservative now, and I pray that it stays that way. But I have a feeling if you were to get a different governor or a different, uh, you know, couple of Senate leaders in the state or whatever, it could instantly change. There's big cities and big money. I mean, Orlando literally let disney have their own government there yeah crazy kind of stuff (laughs) insanity yeah literal insanity um and so that's what i I kind of mean is a lot of these places could go liberal fast even though some of them might seem like a bastion of conservatism right now Uh, the truth is i don't i don't see it that way well you know like even boise uh you would think that that would be a, a pretty conservative and constitutional place. But quite honestly, Doug Traubel, who's been a member of the CSPOA for quite some time, a very professional and experienced lawman, has run for Ada County, that's Boise, Ada County, ADA, County Sheriff now three times, twice within the last year uh, because of an appointment uh, with the sheriff that left. And he, he was the top candidate after the the county commissioners a year ago uh, assessed the top three candidates he was number one and then when it came right down to it they didn't have the courage to appoint him he he's he's as probably in line with the constitution as i am and so then he just got through running again in the primary just last week and these Scared to death, rhino Republicans are so scared to death of anybody who's a constitutional conservative. They don't want to be shown up. They don't want to be exposed as the uh, rhino Democrat socialist that they really are. Uh, a former sheriff comes out, oh, you you can't go with trouble, you know, Rainey, Sheriff Rainey. And, and he, he was a piece of work even when he was in there. You know, he would have nothing to do with any of our training uh, or with uh, having anything to do with CSPOA. And then he parades around as, you know, oh, well, I won't enforce masks. Well, then all of a sudden he's a constitutional conservative because he wouldn't enforce masks, you know. And so I appreciate his common sense in that area. Uh, but he, but these Utah and Idaho uh, Republicans who are just like the Democrats who will just go with, the party incumbents and stay the the safe way in uh, going with the incumbent 
and nobody that's going to get in there can be a radical constitutionalist, uh, somebody who's actually uh, telling you, I will keep my oath of office. The other guy running against me will not keep his oath. He will take the oath, but he will lie. He's lying to you, even if they say that discreetly and and, and with the and with diplomacy uh, to tell people. He will take an oath just to take the job, but he's not going to keep it. He's not going to protect you from FBI or IRS encroachments or crimes, uh, which we've seen lots and lots and lots of. But that's who really bothers me in politics probably probably the most, even more than crazy uh, leftist, socialist, communist uh, Democrats. Those Republicans who refuse to go to go along with or adhere to the Constitution. Those are the ones that trouble me the most, and they are causing more trouble, I believe, than the Democrats that they assail. There you so have Doug it, Trouble, I take my hat off to Doug Trouble, who has tried and put his, put his reputation and life on the line. Good job, Doug, and, and uh, God bless you. Well, and this is the point. No matter where you move in America, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate that some places are more conservative than others by a long shot. <clears throat> but I don't find there to be a constitutional uh, county that, that we can live in um, consistently. I mean, I know some counties have declared their constitutionality, like in Nevada uh, and, and uh, upstate New York kind of a thing. Yeah. But the problem is they're so far from anything. I don't know that people can get a job. You can't. You can't ask people to move there in mass because there's no way for them to support themselves or, or whatever. But there's got to be this balance of size versus, you know, Idaho seems like it's got the closest to it of others. But there was a huge uh, report in the Huffington Post about Idaho, too, uh, basically saying, hey, the right wing skinhead racists are all taking over and look out and run for your life. And you better leave the state of Idaho because it's getting bad. It's not even close to true, Sheriff. No, very true. And I, I, I would say that uh, somebody like Darleaf, because I trust him so well, but if he's voted out as sheriff, you pretty much lose anything to do with the Constitution there. And then Bob Songer in Washington, uh, he's going to retire in four years. He was going to retire in December, but now he's switching. So I would consider moving there for freedom. To where? Click Attack County with Bob Songer. Yeah, the problem is you can't get to an airport. Yeah. Hang well, tight. Right. Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Doug Trouble got skipped for Ada County Sheriff. Shame on the Idaho Republican Party for not having the guts to stand for liberty, ladies and gentlemen. So a, a lot of the places Richard Mack mentions, Klickitak County, some of the places in northwest Idaho, very nice places, very good people. The problem is they're so far from an airport and the economies are so uh, rural if you will, that it's very, very difficult to make a living or for people to really even go there. Uh, a lot of the places don't have great internet. Uh, a lot of the places, uh, uh, you know, it's too far to get to an airport, so if you travel at all, it's very tough. Uh, you know, those are some of the problems with those places. And so uh, the trick is how do you find a blend? And I find basically southeast Idaho or Utah probably the best place. The greatest airport in the hub, if you will, in the Rocky Mountains is either Denver, Salt Lake, or Vegas. Uh, Vegas way too hot, Denver too liberal by all means. Uh, I mean, uh, Colorado's a crazy liberal state, ladies and gentlemen. So really, the the only real Rocky Mountain airport that I can see that makes any sense is Salt Lake City. How do you get close enough to the proximity of Salt Lake City uh, or Vegas but yet have what you want, a constitutional place to live uh, and all the different things in place that you need? It's a very interesting deal, and a lot of people have done analysis on this. Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com, has created a book called Strategic Relocation that highlights a lot of this. Uh, but many people have asked, would you move your family for liberty? What states would you be willing to live in? Uh, and so it's a very interesting question that we're going to keep an eye on the ball and keep pursuing uh, these discussions uh, for sure. And shame on the Idaho Republican Party. Uh, Doug was the best man for the job by far. Uh, Doug Travel uh, doing a great job, but yet, you know what? He gave up a lot, but, man, they, again, all the time, almost but no cigar there, Sheriff. That's what the Republican Party always tells us over and over. Man, you were so close, man. All you got to do is try it again, buddy. Luck will be, uh, the wind will beat your back next time there, Sheriff. And, and, and they go, yeah. oh, they just, wow, right? Yeah, yeah. Better luck next time for liberty, yeah. But they, they don't mind sacrificing America, uh, American principles, American liberty of for their party uh, survival or platforms. 
or or good old boy uh, network or who goes next or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't mind. Uh, it's whatever it, it takes to uh, help the party, uh, and that's why they're no different than Democrats. It's just whatever's best for the party, and we certainly don't want these constitutionalists in office because then they'll make the party look bad because we we know people will recognize that we don't follow the Constitution. So we certainly don't want constitutional candidates in office showing us up and exposing our middle-of-the-road uh, way of thinking. And I'm really and finding this theory. discussion to be true when it comes to vote fraud discussions, sheriff and election fraud Great discussions. Yeah. So I reported, and I got this interesting tidbit I want you to respond to. I reported the other day, um, Yuma County Sheriff's Office opens massive voter fraud investigation after 2,000 mules go, goes viral. Then right. I also reported how they stole the 2020 election 2,000 mules, a documentary film created by Dinesh D'Souza, exposes widespread coordinated voter fraud that might change the outcome of the election. Now, I got a Facebook comment from a guy by the name of Paul Harris. Uh, and I find this really interesting. And he attacks me relentlessly. Paul Harris says this. Did you know this film was made by a conspiracy theorist who was convicted as a felon involving campaign financing? In fact, did you know before he had to quit his job over a sex abuse scandal? An adultery scandal? Please. Don't put so much trust in a criminal. It's embarrassing. Then he says, oops, <laughs> according to the sheriff, Dinesh lied again. And then there's a big link. And basically, they say, oh, the GOP used to claim that it's the party of personal accountability, law, and order. If you've done nothing wrong, you should have nothing to hide. Trump supporters said it'd win. They go, he goes on and attacks Trump a ton. Um, yeah. Everybody believes Trump's going to win, and they tie this to this Trump thing. Um, seriously, how many times do you have to be wrong, this guy says, to finally be a decent, rational human being and admit that you're gullible and wrong? Admit that you need to personally hold yourself accountable for being wrong and misled. And why do you keep voting for these flocks of sheep who made a mockery of the election process even if it's all these different news organizations, why don't you pay attention to the mainstream media? Please try some other news sources. Uh, anyway, it goes on. And, I, and my response is several fold. This poor gentleman, I don't mean to be uh, offensive, but he's completely ignorant of what he says. All right, Paul Harris. The reason you're completely ignorant is because I didn't vote for Donald Trump, and I never have and I never will. And I'm never the guy telling you that Donald Trump is awesome. I'm honest about Trump, and when he does good, I give him credit. When he doesn't do good, I literally explain why I disagree with him. Okay, but I never voted for Trump, so don't, and I don't vote for Republicans either. So don't tell me that, hey, just double down on the Republican Party who's lied to you over and over. So dismiss mm -hmm. that claim. It's irrelevant. Second issue when it comes to um, um, Dinesh D'Souza, look, I'm not debating if Dinesh is a great guy or not, a criminal or not, uh, whatever or not, you know, pardoned by Donald Trump or not, all those things. I'm just asking you this simple question. Whatever county you're in, whether it be Ada County, Idaho, whether it be, uh, you know, where I live, Utah County, 
whether it be where Sheriff Mack lives, one of the biggest counties in the country. Um, I just got a question. Is there vote fraud in your county? Is there election fraud in your county? And if you can answer that definitively with facts and information, not just rhetoric, then I'm willing to listen. But otherwise, set aside Dinesh. has nothing to do with it. Set aside any of these people. It has nothing to do with it. The question still stands, Sheriff. Yeah, I think it's, that's a solid point. And uh, again, people on the left or who, I don't care what side there. He might be on the right. I don't know. I, I will say that he sounds very ignorant, as you alluded to, uh, because it would be this. Don't tell me about uh, adultery from D'Souza or anyone else, because if you start there, you're going to get rid of half the politicians from both sides of the aisle uh, and numerous police officers. In fact, when I ran for sheriff of Utah County, there was a big sex scandal going on with some local county commissioners and 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 state legislators in Utah. If you're going to get rid of all those people and, and say that every adulterer ever and John McCain and several others who have run for president uh, would be in in dire straits. Uh, so all he's doing is trying to attack the messenger instead of looking at the message. Tell me, is there voter fraud in your county or in your area? And if if there's if you can't say yes or no definitively, like idiot Schumer, who says there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud in this country. I have one question for him, and also that guy who is bad-mouthing you. Show me the evidence. Show me the evidence that there is no voter that there was no voter fraud. And as long as they're using or anybody's using computers to tabulate votes, you cannot show me the evidence, and you cannot tell me that. Maybe you can start investigating and then show me the evidence. But right now, you have no evidence to back up your statements that there was no voter fraud. As and a matter the very, of fact, you're just and the very, manip- the very manipulatability, uh, Sheriff, that allows yes. them to claim that we can't prove vote fraud is the very reality that they cannot prove that there's not vote fraud either. No, none. None whatsoever. And, and that is a, a complete bogus statement. And we're all for the bottom line on all of that is getting rid of all computerized tabulation of votes. And you, and even then, you still have to be able to verify the vote. And, and all these programs about early voting and setting up uh, drop boxes that have been totally compromised and setting up these drop boxes where there's no security on them, where they're supposed to have cameras on them, but more than half don't. And... The ones that have them have shown evidence that they're being stuffed by by these 2,000 mules and many more. So I would say this. If the Democrats really believe there was no voter fraud, then they shouldn't have any problem cooperating with investigations. But they always do. Yeah, they even sued the Democrats, even sued Maricopa County. Uh, they sued to stop the 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 recount and the audit of the vote in maricopa county why if there's no voter fraud why do you need to worry about suing to stop an audit crazy but they did ladies and gentlemen is there voter or election fraud in your county is the question that i have for you and i don't want you to attack the messenger 
I don't want you to play game. I want you to answer the question. And you need to answer it not with, oh, yeah, um, the courts have already dismissed all your election claims. No, I don't want to hear that. Okay, because they didn't dismiss it. They didn't even give Texas, for example, standing to discuss, which means they didn't debate the merits of the case at all. Okay, when it comes to the Congress, hey, they blamed it on January 6th. They never got a real investigation by Congress into this. So the courts have jettisoned it. Now Congress has jettisoned it. And you guys tell me there's nothing here and that I'm crazy. Reject the notions of belligerence and extremism and attacking the messenger and answer the question. Is there vote fraud and or election fraud in your county? And if you can't prove to me no, then I'm going to say that we don't know. You say, well, Sam, you can't prove to me yes. Well, that's what investigations are about. Let's definitively get to the bottom of this to the best of our ability with real investigations and find out. But I also want to then highlight solutions. All right. Election solutions are as follows. Paper ballots and count watchers under the penalty of perjury. Okay. You got to get rid of, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, you got to get rid of the paper ballots and you've got to have it where we can literally count the votes. So you can't have vote by mail or any of that kind of stuff. Now, if somebody requests an absentee ballot like the yesteryear used to be, I think that's okay on occasion. There's legitimate needs for it. Uh, But you're requesting a specific ballot so we can tie the requesters to those ballots that come in. Uh, And I believe that you could literally create a transparent situation with vote counters under the penalty of perjury and paper ballots. Those are the only real solutions to an honest election, Sheriff. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. And uh, nobody should have a problem with us trying to verify that the vote is real, that there's integrity, that I know for a fact that my vote counts. Uh, and the, the way this is right now, nobody knows. And a lot of this is just happening in cyberspace where it would really take some uh, serious forensic investigators to determine how these computers really work at the time of the, the elections. So, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it needs to be looked at. It needs to be investigated. And every sheriff in this country should start his own investigation in his county about this. And we're going to do just that next hour. Brighty on TV, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. The good sheriff will be with us. We'll do it all next hour. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America.